I got into a discussion with 180 plus men in an open forum for new dads sharing their concerns, looking for advice and help. Constantly, I saw several of the same concerns come up over and over and over. So that's what we're going to get into today on the podcast. So new dads, this one is specifically for you. If you are a father-to-be or a father for some time now, stick around, join in the discussion, and share your thoughts in the comments and help pass on your wisdom and experience. Guys, let's get into it. This is the Fallible Man Podcast, your home for everything man, husband, and father. Here is your host, the Fallible Man, Brent Dowling. Guys, as always, welcome to the Fallible Man Podcast, your home for all things man, husband, and father. My name is Brent, and I provide content to help men become the men they want to be. I am the Fallible Man. I know I'm not perfect, but that's why I created this podcast and this channel. And if you're watching us either on the YouTube or on the podcast, just listening, guys, you are welcome. This is your channel. This is here to support you as we all journey to be the best men we can absolutely be. If you believe in what we're doing here, be sure and head over to Patreon or buy me a coffee. All the support we get helps makes quality content like this for you guys. And all of our supporters have a great deal to say and input is to the content we make. Now, guys, enough of the social media, blah, 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 that I have to do. But let's just get into this, guys. Number one, the biggest concern that I saw over and over again in this forum was not letting the new baby take priority over in the marriage. Now, guys, this is a really, really big issue for a lot of new marriages. Let's face it, this is a big issue for all marriages when you add a kid to the mix. It doesn't matter how long you've been married. And I'll tell you right up front, guys, I seriously failed at this for the first several years of my children's lives. This was actually a bigger issue for me than it was for my wife even, as far as the way she felt about it. Turns out I got super, super protective and I'm the one who decided we couldn't go out. We couldn't find the babysitter. We couldn't leave them with anybody because I just didn't trust my kids with anybody else. Now, the women in the relationship, a lot of times are actually a lot more willing to Take time for your relationship still. Especially true if they're like a stay-at-home mom, where they're with the kids all day while you're at work. Because by that time, they're ready to tag out anyway and have a little time to breathe. But men tend to worry more about the mother not being with the children than the mom does even. Right? It's that protectiveness. We want to understand that our children are safe and in the best care possible. And as far as we're concerned, that's their mom. Now, I say these things in general because I know not everybody's situation is exactly the same as mine. I have a very wonderful marriage. I've been married to the same amazing woman for over 20 years now. And that was the best place for my children to be, is in the capable, can't, the capable care of my wife. We become hyperprotective about who's watching our kids, guys. Some moms get really attached and they don't want to leave the kid. And the dad's like, it's okay, we can find a babysitter. But that's often a short phase with obvious exceptions because there's exceptions to every single rule. Some moms do get abandonment issues where they feel like they're abandoning their child if they leave them with somebody else. It's an overprotectiveness that they're not familiar with usually. Hey guys, 
we can help fix this situation. And that's what I want to help you do with this. Okay. To address this situation, I'm going to give you a couple ideas because your role hasn't changed just because you have a kid. Your role is still to provide, protect, preside, rule over your household in a mutually beneficial way. That hasn't changed at all. So if you want to be able to stay focused on your marriage after a child enters your life, because you're going to have a lot of time with that child and it's good. Okay. That child will benefit from you prioritizing your marriage. Here's a couple ideas. Guys, if you want to have date night, find a babysitter, take the initiative, go find a babysitter, both of you. And I can't emphasize this enough. Both of you trust and feel safe leaving the child with. Okay. Take care of it yourself. Go out and find that person who will make you both feel comfortable leaving your child. Okay. That's critical. You have to create the opportunity by creating the opportunity. You obviously can't go out just you two if you don't have someone to watch the kid. That can be someone you trust from your church. That can be a cousin, a sibling. That can be your mom or her mom or something like that. But guys, find a trusted babysitter. Take that weight off her shoulders. Two, create the opportunity for her to focus on the marriage. That means you have to make sure that she can relax and de-stress. Big breath. Men, ladies do not de-stress the same way we do. It's a very different process. So what I want you to do is remove the things that stress her out. That means that you've got to pick up some more work. I'm sure if you're watching this channel, most of you already help out around the house and help out in that part of the world for you. But guys, help with the housework. Step up the cleaning. Step up the housework. Watch the kids so she can have hot food and showers. They don't tell you. That's something you don't get in baby videos, guys. You will have several years where neither of you eat hot food. Okay? And if one of you is eating hot food all the time and one of you isn't, you're screwing it up. You've got to find that balance because generally... At least one of you is not eating hot food. So guys, make sure that she has the chance to eat hot food. Make sure she has the chance to get showers so she feels clean. That was a big problem for my wife. She just didn't feel like she could get away and take a shower sometimes because she felt like she needed to be with the child or where she could get to the child all the time. Be sure and provide her some me time for her, okay? Give her some time. Daddy, take over change diapers, bathe the child, whatever you need to do, give her some just her time. Not more than she wants. You don't have to do it every day, or you may need to. But you have to, to help her relax. And guys, I'd have to point you back to some of our marriage videos. You need to remove the roadblocks. And for her, that's things needing done that are in her normal wheelhouse. Wheelhouse. Am I saying that correctly? So housework, cooking, cleaning, providing for the child, watching over the child, her getting some me time, help with the night shift duties so she can get some rest because you're both going to be exhausted. Make sure you're stepping up and handling your part of it so she has time to feel like a human being, guys, because that is a huge struggle for new moms, is having time to feel like they're human still. You, number three, have to prioritize the relationship first. There's absolutely no way she will if you don't. Guys, number four, be willing to give up some of your time, you know, your me time, 
garage time, whatever you want to call it, guys, your downtime. Make her a priority if you want her to stay focused on you guys by taking some of your spare time and using it to give create some spare time for her and some free time for her so she can be more human and feel that way, guys, so she doesn't just feel like a food truck. Seriously, it's an issue. Okay, so there's four ways that you can help her stay more focused or, yeah, on you guys' relationship after the baby arrives. Take initiative. It will help. The second thing I saw a lot was loss of attention from your spouse. A lot of guys were really concerned about this. And to be honest, it can definitely happen. I mean, focus on the advice from point number one, guys, because that will help with a lot of this. Uh, point number one was probably a really great answer for a lot of the questions I actually saw in that forum, in that group of guys. But focus on point number one and be doing that stuff, okay? Lighten the load, pull the weight with her, come alongside her. She still has the same human needs, but now she's caring for somebody else. But your spouse just spent nine months biologically connected and growing this child. She is attached to this child in ways that we honestly can't compare. Yes, we love our children, and I'm not saying you're less important. If you've been on this channel, you know better than that, guys. If you listen to the podcast, you know men are just as important in the in the rearing of a child, as far as I'm concerned, as women. But she is attached to them at a biological level. Literally connected. So alleviate all her fears and concerns about not being with the child and take some of the load off her so she has the cycles or the capacity to still give you some attention. Now, if we're talking about sexual loss of attention, then we're just talking about a whole lot of variables, okay? It's one thing if she's just not paying attention to you in the house. It's another thing if we're talking about sexual loss of attention because there's a lot of variables to consider. For healthy conventional birth, if everything went absolutely swimmingly, then the bare minimum that doctors will green light sex for at post-birth is six weeks. And that's the bare minimal that a doctor will even humor the idea. But there is no actual magic time. That doesn't mean six weeks is a done deal. It really matters how the birth process went. Was it traumatic? Was it difficult? Was it really long? There are a bazillion complications to a pregnancy and birth that can extend that six-week time period. So don't be a dick, guys. If you love your spouse, don't press the issue. Even after the doctor tells her she can resume sexual activity, there are a lot of mental, emotional, and physical changes all happening at the same time to her. You need to lovingly assure her in a non-sexual way, that's important, non-sexual way, that you love her, that you're still attracted to her because a lot of women struggle with that postpartum and that when she's ready, you look forward to making her feel amazing in that way again and her time frame. You got to be patient. You got to slowly work your way back into that part of your relationship. Okay. Her body changed radically and it's healing. Her emotional state, her mental state has all changed. Her hormonal state has changed. So guys, don't pressure your wives too soon to get back to the physical part of your relationship because you're risking her physical, emotional, and mental health. If you love her, man up, be patient. You know how to get your own rocks off, guys. So 
be patient with her, you will find what is the new norm for you guys. And it will take some time. If you're six months out and this is still an issue though, okay, if you're six months and it was a, you know, fairly standard birth, then maybe there's still some issues that you need to work out or that she needs to work out. Now, you need to open a dialogue with her. I know talking is not our strong suit, but you need to open a dialogue with her, guys, that you are missing the physical part of your relationship. You cannot be confrontational. You cannot be pressuring her. You cannot be attacking her, okay? You need to find out what is holding her back. It could be a fear that it's not going to feel the same or it's going to hurt or it's going to be different than before. It could be that she is struggling with feeling attractive with the way her body looks postpartum. It could be that uh, you won't find her attractive and she's afraid of that because she has changed and her body has changed. Frequently, she's exhausted, okay? And exhaustion has a huge part to do with your libido. It's something that actually affects you as a man more often than you even realize. But it has huge, huge, huge things to do with your libido is how tired you are. Now, if she's not sure what is going on or why, then, you know, you may need to ask, hey, you know, have you talked to your doctor about the way you're feeling? Maybe her hormones got rattled. Maybe her hormones haven't returned to normal because there are some variables you don't know about. You need to approach this carefully and gently from the perspective of you're making sure that she is okay. You're making sure she's still healthy and not hurt, that there's nothing wrong with her. Hormones can change a lot. So ask her if she's had a conversation with her doctor about it. Hormones get crazy during pregnancy, and it might, might be that her hormone balance is off postpartum. It happens. It might be that her emotional well-being has just not returned, guys. It can take some time. But if that's the problem, then you need to be patient and loving with your spouse and talking to her and reassuring her in a non-sexual manner. And make sure you're speaking her love languages, guys. Maybe that she would like to talk to somebody other than you. That's a possibility. So, guys, be really careful with it. But understand why you're doing it. Don't be a dick. Don't screw it up. Now, guys, if you're getting something out of this, be sure to like, subscribe, share the content with your friends. If you're on YouTube, hit the bell icon. Guys, you know all the good social media nonsense. And uh, we'll get right back into this right after a word from our sponsor. Today's sponsor is brought to you by Manly Monday Live, our new live show every Monday about all things man. We start out talking about a specific topic, guys, and we talk about it for a few minutes, but then we move into the question and answer time. And guys, if you want to be on the show, you can reach out to me. There is a link to ask your question and put down an email address if you want to be part of the show. If you want to come on the show and ask live, we would love to have you. And during the Q&A time, it, may not even, it doesn't have to even be about the specific subject for that day, guys. We are just trying to build community and answer your questions and help you be the best person you can be. Welcome back, guys. I talked to over 180 dads on an open forum about their biggest concerns 
of being a new father. And guys, this one is specifically for you, but it doesn't mean you can't learn something if you've been a dad a little bit longer. So stick around. And hey guys, throw into the comment section, help out the community, help out the young dads. Let's get them all started off right. Now in the first part of the show, we addressed the top two concerns I found in this forum when I was talking to these guys. That was not letting the baby take priority over your marriage relationship and understanding loss of attention from your spouse and how to work on both. So guys, if you missed the first half of the show, be sure and go back and catch that. Now we're going to tackle the third thing I saw most commonly talking to these guys, and it's where do I fit in? And guys, this one is so much easier than the first two. Congratulations, you are now in your element, even if it doesn't even feel like it. Maybe you don't feel comfortable being a dad, and that's that's natural, okay? That's a instinctive change. Well, it's not an instinctive change. It's natural because it's a big change in your life and you've never been one before. So it's okay that it feels different. But guys, whether you realize it or not, you're in your element. In fact, you were designed for this moment in your life. Everybody focuses on mother's maternal instincts. But men, you were built for this as well. Your job is to solve problems and issues, right? But not the way you think. Your job is to provide for your family, not only financially, but possibly, and more importantly, emotionally and mentally. So, <laughs> you fit in in the same place you've always been as a spouse, right? Supporting your wife, leading the family, being who you were meant to be. Well, guys, your spouse is never needed to feel more loved and supported than she does right now. You're both going to be sleep deprived, you're going to be exhausted, you're going to eat cold food, you're going to struggle to get showers, you're going to struggle to take care of yourself, chores are going to pile up, housework's going to pile up, you're both going to be stressed out, you're both going to be snippy with each other, laundry, dinner will become a huge, huge headache and chore to get just basic stuff done. You're going to find yourself eating things you've never eaten before just because it is easier than going to the trouble to make more food. Okay, life is going to be just a whirlwind for a while. You're both taking on a huge new step and phase of your life. So experience this together. Help where you can so your spouse doesn't feel like she's taking this on alone, guys. Be selfless and dial into her needs. Make sure she has time to feel human and get showers and not just like a one-stop gas station for the baby. I handled bath time with my daughters. Because my wife was not comfortable holding them in the shower. Now, we didn't do a lot of baths, okay, like traditional tub kind of baths or little baby bath kind of baths. Because my youngest daughter or my oldest daughter was born in the middle of the winter and the house is cold, okay. I live in a climate that is not as cold as it gets some places, but we have cold winters and I have an older house. And so, without putting a heater in there, for 20 minutes before, baths were just cold, which is horrible for an infant. And so I would take showers with her because babies get really slippery when you put soap on them. My wife wasn't quite comfortable doing that. Well, guys, that was an amazing opportunity for me because that created skin-to-skin -skin contact time with me and my child. 
this will help you bond with your child. Just like it's extremely good for a mother to have skin to skin contact with her child early on and it builds a bond. It works the same with men as well. Mothers get a lot of that when they're breastfeeding, but it's also a good bonding experience for you and your child as the father. But it was something that I could do to help her out and take on part of the responsibilities, guys. There will be no lack of opportunity for you to step up and step in. It might be to take direct care of your child some so that your spouse can take a shower or sleep a little bit. Or it might be taking care of your spouse because they're struggling with stuff they need to get done or feeling like they're getting taken care of. It might be taking on chores so your wife doesn't feel overwhelmed or sharing the cooking. There will be no lack of opportunity for you to just step in and fill the needs, guys. And that is what you are made for. Men instinctively want to fix things. Well, guys, I promise you, being a new dad is a nonstop whirlwind of opportunities to fix small problems. That's what we excel at. So, guys, Take a breath. You're going to fit really well there. Guys, number four is really hard for every single parent. It's the fourth thing I saw in the list of just, you know, priority, uh, most concerning things for new dads, right? Crying. Crying is a part of life now that you have a child. Your baby will cry. I know this was really difficult for me, right? I wanted to fix it. I wanted to make it better. Well, guys, I need you to embrace this truth right now. For a long time, this is the only way a baby can communicate with you. In fact, you've probably heard other parents identify cries before. It's always funny. You'll hear some parents who have had kids for a little while, they're on their second or third kid, and you'll be like, um, does someone hear the baby crying? And both parents will perk up and go, oh, that's a... That's a hungry cry, or, oh, that's a mad cry, they must be fighting, or, oh, that's a, I feel like I'm alone kind of cry, right? Like, parents learn to identify the different sounds and tones of crying because it is the only way that your infant can communicate for the first part of their life. Guys, here's a pain point. Sometimes they're just going to cry, and you just have to let them. Because you can't give them everything they want all the time. Because a lot of them won't be in your arms all the time. And so sometimes you're going to have to put them down because life continues whether you want it to or not. Also, the world is huge and terrifying and overwhelming early on as an infant. There is so much to take in so quickly that it gets overwhelming for children. They're going to cry. Let me tell you now... You're going to get angry about them crying sometimes. It doesn't make you a bad parent. It doesn't make you a bad father. This was a real struggle for me because I would get really angry because the pitch of my daughter's cry was in the wrong register and actually like physically bothered me. Um, it doesn't make you a bad parent. It doesn't make you a bad person. Okay. It is frustrating. It is spine ringing sometimes and anger inducing take some deep breaths remember they have no other way and no other outlet to communicate with you or express themselves because the world is overwhelming at times for an infant 
There are times, no matter what you do, they will continue to cry and cry and cry. You can be doing everything right. They're clean, they're warm, they're fed, they're rested. It doesn't matter. There are going to be times they're just going to cry. Take a breath. It doesn't last forever, Dad. And it is just part of a baby's life. It will end sooner. The calmer you stay, the sooner that will end because they feel the stress from you. So if you can stay calm, they'll wind down faster. But that's the best any honest dad can give you guys because it's going to happen no matter how bad you want it to not. Now there are a ton of things you're going to face as a new father. Seek the support of your circle, guys. I can't express it enough. We're really good about having like motherhood groups, but there aren't a lot of dad groups. So if you don't have a good relationship, with, if you have a good relationship with your dad or your wife's dad, I highly encourage you to talk to them. They were there. If you don't have a good relationship with them or you don't have that father figure in your life, seek another father figure that is in your life. Seek friends that already had children. I had one of my colleagues reach out to me at one point when they had children because my children were older than his. So he has some questions. We never talked about kids. But he recognized that he was concerned about something. And I might have some insight because my kids were older than his. Guys, dads help each other. Okay? Build community. Go to churches or great places to connect with other fathers. There are all kinds of men's organizations where you can connect with other dads. But guys, build up that community around you of other father figures who can help you understand what's going on and answer your questions and concerns that you can call and go, oh my God, my kid did this. That's okay. They do that. All right. Because there's a lot of those. Now, I'm not actually going to delve deep into the last two. Okay. Because we're at the end of this. But what I want to encourage you to do is number five was self-care. That was the fifth biggest concern. So I want you to be able to be sure and check out my podcast episode, Be Selfish, for more on self-care. That's why I'm not going to go into it because I did a whole podcast on self-care. And guys, you can find that anywhere you're listening to this podcast and on YouTube. So be sure and check that out. Now, number six was time management. And guys, you can click right here for a video on that if you're watching on YouTube on how to be more productive with your time, which will help you with that. If you're not on YouTube, guys, maybe you didn't realize I have a YouTube channel as well if you're listening on the podcast. There's not only my podcast, but there are more videos there besides the podcast as well. Guys, be sure and check out Manly Mondays, my new live show. If you're not on YouTube, or or, you know, just go to YouTube. It's, It's streamed on Facebook and YouTube every Monday. They are the sponsor of this show today. Dads, I know you got concerns, but guess what? You're going to be okay. I promise you. Find community. Re-listen this episode. Take some notes. And as always, be better tomorrow because of what you do today. And we'll see you on the next one. This has been the Fallible Man Podcast. Your home for everything man, husband, and father. Be sure to subscribe so you don't miss a show head over to www.thefallibleman.com for more content and get your own Fallible Man gear.